1: But if you're going to be doing this stuff because you think it's cool, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Because it's not cool. But give me another one. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody, welcome to Dr. After Dark here at Studio Any. And uh, phone number eight one eight two five three one six nine three. Of course, the leave the uh, emails we love at uh, DrRefDark at gmail.com. And we're going to get through a lot of voice messages today and a lot of videos. But before we do, I want to get to the booth, boys, because just before the mic's heated up, uh, Nadav came up to me and said. Yeah, I had some questions. Like, it's
2: funny because I connected some dots while talking to you. that I'm like, oh, maybe this problem started before I thought it did. So. I don't know if everyone, like I'm looking into the camera right now. I don't know if everyone could see this red
1: spot above my eyebrows. But uh, I thought it was a pimple. Well, he went to me. He goes, I had this pimple over my eye and I worked it out and it left behind this red spot that will not go away. And I thought, well, it's kind of it's sort of discreet and punched out looking and, you know, sort of stuck on looking. It's like something stuck on his skin, which is sort of typical of a cancer. Mm. And then I thought, uh, yeah, we look at that. I need to put a light on that. And then it had an opalescent border, which is also characteristic, and it's got an indentation in the middle, which is almost pathognomonic of basal cancer, basal cell cancer. So I was like, dude, I think this was a cancer to begin with that you thought was a zit, and it's just grown back. You probably did dig it out and it just come back.
2: Oh, so you can't pop ca- cancer? You like can't pimples. pop
1: cancer. No, you can kind of dig them out, but they will come back if you're, you don't know what you're doing. And so we need to get that treated.
3: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're just saying that like casually he has...
1: He has basal cell carcinoma of the forehead. What? But wait, hold on. But, but doesn't cancer mean that like... It means basal cell is... It spreads locally, but as long as you take it out... you can. It's actually a cream you can put on there, Aldera cream. You can put 5FU on there. I have basal cells all over the place. I get them all the time. And uh, they are no big deal. Squamous is a bigger deal. Squamous? Yeah. I mean, and they are different basal cells. There's a sclerosing basal cell that kind of goes in that's a little different looking. And that's a little more of a problem. But regular old, plain old basal cells like that little guy on your forehead, no big deal. They will just shave it out, and that's the end of it.
3: I mean, basal cell doesn't sound like a problem, but, but cancer sure does. <laughs> Cause, cause yeah, a, Annie, I'm on board with
1: you, buddy. It yeah, does the,
2: sound a little more serious than I thought it would. I, I heard the, the basal cell thing first. The
1: vast <laughs> majority of cancers are curable. Oh, and so he, this is one of the curable cancers, mm, and, oh. but he but he does need more surveillance now because the fact that he has this in a sun-exposed area, he's very very fair, he's going to get more of them, and he lives lived in Southern California, and that's how that happens. So, and these are a nothing; these are a zero. Uh, they may have may not use, worried about it. No, you you aren't. No. But now I'm gonna. No, nah, well, you got to take care it. of it because they can get huge if you don't take care of them. But mm. but uh, it, it's a no big deal to take it out, and, and the. There are, you know, retinoids and things you can start using on your face to reduce the risk. And you, you go to a good dermatologist, they'll take care of you.
2: Let, let me ask you this then, because yeah. I know that there's all sorts of other, like, uh, uh, like you know when someone said, when someone like sees something, they're like, oh, that mole looks interesting, I'd get that, yeah. checked." that. Like, yeah. what are the things you look at on a mole on your arm or whatever okay. that you should look out for where it's just like, I should get a doctor, oh, that's a weird kind of, like, right.
1: discoloration. So anything that is does not have a discrete border... Right, if you can't see where the color ends and the skin begins, that sort of faint, it sort of blends into the skin. Mm-hmm. That's something to look at. Multiple colors, particularly blue, black and blue, that kind of thing, that, that red, blue, black, if it's all in one mole, that's a problem. Rapidly spreading, suddenly appears. And again, it's, well, the industry border is a very important part. And if there's any question, you know, you, things that most people think are a problem are not. The vast majority, of th- people mm. have seen to things that are like moles and they don't like and are unsightly. They sort of, th- they look dangerous. They go, oh, I don't like that. No. The melanoma, which is the the only, melanoma to be fair is the only skin cancer you need to be afraid of. And that is dark, uh, indistinct borders, rapidly spreading. Doesn't have to be rapidly spreading. The one type is not rapidly spreading, goes in more than across. And uh, again, multiple colors. So, just, you know, get it checked out. And if you live in uh, high UV areas, seeing a dermatologist once a year after a certain age is not a bad idea.
2: Can I uh, can I come over and show you one part of my arm, and you tell me if I should worry about it? Yeah.
1: Don't, I uh, know, Andy. Don't freak out. Whatever I say.
2: Wait,
3: you're saying I shouldn't freak out, or you you're saying you're the you one
1: should... that seems very anxious about the cancer word. Well, no, he's <laughs> been
3: looking at his arm for the past 20 minutes as you've been talking. So, okay, let me see what we got here.
1: Okay. I can tell you from here, it does not look like anything. But let me get, to, yeah. let me get some light on that. The darkie, see this guy does? right there—that's uh-huh. a nothing. That's a nothing. That's a nothing. Yeah, That's a nothing. These are. Has that one been there for a while? Yeah, yeah it's a nothing. Ah, sick. Yeah. But you're yeah. going to see a dermatologist. I'm anyway, be right? okay. It's a zero. Most things are a zero, which is good news. And uh and my dermatologist colleagues tell me that people are tending to come in earlier now. They really kind of watch their skin and they bring stuff in and they like that. It's good. And Annie, you had some questions too, right? Uh yeah, I, I was curious um
3: if you thought it was a bad thing or just another stupid thing that I do. Um so I got here um, you know, September first. And I didn't have, I came with nothing. I didn't come with a, I'd, I'd sold my bed and everything. Yeah. So I started sleeping on the floor with a sheet and I had like a hoodie as my pillow. It in, was really- in, in this house? In this yeah, house? In this what, house. What,
1: where, where, what room?
3: I, I, I did my room in the beginning mm-hmm. and then I realized that like, well, I'm on the floor so I could kind of just sleep anywhere. anywhere. So then I just started sleeping in every room. All right. Um, but I just took the, you know, blanket and the, and the hoodie around. Anyway, so I ended up getting after about a month a couch okay, and then the couch i sat on i mean slept on and that was nice because i'm like all right yeah finally off the off the floor this is cool i wake up it's I'm that ready blue couch in
1: the in the by the tv yeah it's okay. that blue couch yeah it's big couch good yeah yeah it's a nice couch um
3: and so i was sleeping on that then i finally got the bed about two weeks ago mm. so for two weeks or so i was sleeping on the couch then i got the bed and for the first two nights i slept on that bed and it was like i woke up and, and I felt good, like like I could go back to sleep, mm. you know like it was like, you know what, I, I think I need a little bit more let's keep let's keep sleeping, mm-hmm. and I would wake up late for like two days in a row, mm. so I went back on the couch because the couch was a nice in between yeah, where I can wake up and I can like work, I don't feel like lethargic and I want to go back to bed.
1: Oh. I feel good well, this I feel is like hard I'm ready this is difficult man you know This is another one of those funny things you do, but it doesn't. It has lots of rationality attached to it.
2: There's nothing rational about sleeping on a couch when you got a bed.
1: Except it that is. he, there's something about the bed that makes him groggy. Do we know what that is? No, it makes him sleep well. No, sleep too much. Excess sleep is as good as not enough sleep. What's too much, though, Annie? More,
3: after I wake up, I still want to sleep. That's but how many hours is that? Oh. Mm-hmm. Eight? Oh.
2: Mm-hmm. Usually not. <laughs> Six? I think it's eight. <laughs> I think he. I think he doesn't like getting a full night's rest. Oh
3: yeah, eight sucks. I mean, eight is
1: definitely too much. No, it's not. It's perfect. perfect for some people. It is though. You got to be. For, for me, it isn't. But for some people, it is. And so, what are you? A six-hour
3: person? Uh, maybe like two, four, three. Oh, you're one of those <laughs> guys. Four, four is nice. Yeah, yeah. I'd say six is like a little. kind of, I'm starting to would feel you, a little lethargic.
1: Would you also sort of feel like um, sleep? Sleeping is sort of uh, overrated.
3: Overrated.
1: That's what most people that are four hour sleepers. I go sleeping is just just overrated. I don't like it. I don't like sleep.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. It feels like a waste of time. Waste like, of time. Like that's with, with, with when I when I get four hours of sleep, I have twenty hours in my day. You know yeah. how much you can get done with twenty.
1: No, hours? I know. I have very successful people typically sleep about four hours a day. That's a very common thing. I mean, come on. I, I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of my surgical colleagues. That was their thing, and I was very jealous of that because they could do four hours and they, they could do two hours. They were okay. Four hours. They were that's all they needed. I needed six to be alive and I would prefer eight and that's just the way my brain is. So good for you. Um I wonder if there's something you can do with the bed to make it a little less the quality of your sleep a little less deep like put a mm. put a like fucking rocks put in there, a yeah, board in there. put a no, put, a, put <laughs> yeah. like a harder pillow maybe 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 a plank underneath you know a, a plywood.
3: Oh right well, what yeah. is that called the the it's like a Oh, fuck that they call it that's not a like boogie board but it's like something like that I mean, there are things you can what do to make called?
1: the bed a little firmer I, I have a feeling whatever that is has something to do with the the, the comfort you're getting from it too so i don't know uh you know i i don't have an opinion frankly this is this is one of those uh, any things and i admire it because you only far four hours of sleep and i good for you man uh I love it. but uh sleeping on a couch seems a little uh harsh it seems, seems like you should have your own space in your own room. That's a nice word. Yeah, I appreciate that right. word. Yeah. Thanks right? for that. Right? I mean, it seems like you should you should have your you should have your own space in your own room. And being out in on a couch feels just harsh. Feels like it's like you you should have more comfort than that. And I get more, what you're saying. And more and more um, privacy than that too, because a lot of people coming moving around in here. This is sort of public space in I, that in that living room. I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. But but the Bring first the
3: couch into my room. Oh. <laughs>
1: Well, I get you. That would be Probably a cool. that would be another half measure I suppose. I I'm not going to fuck with your sleep. You know what I mean? A you you do you as when it comes to what works for you in sleep. Fair right? enough, fair but
2: enough. but when any when you were initially bringing this up to me, yeah. you you were saying like now, nah, see the bed's too comfortable. I sleep in, and the couch wakes me up every couple hours because it's so uncomfortable. Isn't that unhealthy, Drew? Well, it's not that it's it's not that it's uncomfortable. It, it is like I assume
3: that it was comfort, saying. where it's like you just want to go back to bed. Like you wake up. He doesn't like, oh, need so deep better. sleep.
1: Deep sleep is not very important to him, and deep no. sleep makes him feel less refreshed.
2: But isn't yeah. deep sleep needed to recover it, it, from it the is. day? Deep sleep is an what important day? thing. But I don't exercise. I don't do shit. Yeah. You computer. set up a fucking temporary studio. But You guys, <laughs> you guys
1: it, it, sleep is a, a nefarious thing. It, it's not the same for everybody. And I'm seriously, there are a lot of people that are doing fine their whole life on four to six hours of sleep a day. It's not average. It's not normal in the sense that everyone can do that. But I know lots of people that do that. And that's just their thing. And they really don't like sleeping beyond that. It doesn't feel good. They don't feel refreshed. They feel less refreshed. So just just let let him be. Let him be. You had yeah. another question too, right? Uh
3: not not as much a, a question. I was just trying to think of like, you know, stuff uh mm-hmm. last night for what we could talk about and
1: last night, you mean when we were at dinner?
3: Uh after when I was when I was home. Okay. Right? 'Cause I just I just knew we were gonna need to do shows. Okay, okay, go ahead. Know, um so I thought uh uh what's it called? Um Oh, I tried uh, shortening or lessening my uh, masturbations per down, day. Down to two? Uh, down to, I tried to do one. One. Um, oh, that's a commitment, now, man. Well, now this was, this was, uh, I thought this at the end of a day and I already had two.
1: <laughs> right? So.
4: <laughs> so,
1: in other words, you've not actually done one in 24 <laughs> hours yet. It's just a concept. It was a good concept. It's like a theoretical possibility. I wonder if somebody could do that. <laughs> could just do one a day, man. Is Ooh, that even commitment. humanly possible? Is that possible. What a commitment. <laughs> so, so
3: how'd it go? Well, so so I, I felt I figured I could at least start by not doing because I was about to do it, and then in my head I'm like, do I need to do this? Like maybe this is too much. What if I could just not do this? What if I could only do this once a time or yeah, once yeah, a day? I get it. So I just didn't do it at that. okay and then that was like towards the end of the night all right
1: so you made it through two yesterday
3: um no that wasn't that didn't start yesterday i just thought about when i thought about you might start it today I, i did
1: this in la
3: oh you did one a day in la uh no oh. i i did
1: um why are we talking to my drug addicts like, yeah so you stopped using right no no i didn't stop <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. Kind of, it uh like, basically no i was thinking about stopping but i, I did not stop it's like, i i went from i went from fentanyl back to heroin but i did not stop no. <laughs> so. yeah i
3: um i basically that that night i went to bed and um i like woke up in a cold sweat mm. like i had like it like something was not okay uh-huh
2: and, and you um, knew what that something was immediately I sure, did.
3: I sure did and i took care of the problem and all i wanted to say is that it did not work i did not complete even half of a day i didn't even complete half of my goal it, so it what, what do you think that is well that's what i wanted to ask you is right. if that is Sex addiction, or so, if, it's, if it's just like particular needs, right? So, Habit. really, it's I actually no, it it's break. actually a
1: very important question because some people worry that they're a sex addict, even though they're just taking care of their own specific biology. Much like we just discussed your sleep thing, is some people worry, Am I getting enough sleep? Am I getting enough sleep? I don't need it, I don't want it, I don't like it, but am I getting it? This is a similar thing. Sex addiction, addiction generally is defined by consequences, right? So if you're not having any consequences from the sexual energy or sexual behaviors, then it's just you. In other words, if you're not finding yourself spending money on prostitutes or going, you know, spending all day on porn so you can't work, that's sex addiction. But if you just need to relieve yourself three times a day, that's you. Now, it's gonna get to be an issue if you ever have a partner that can't keep up with your rhythm. It's been an issue. Yeah, and but then you can always take care of yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can always unburden the the your partner and realize, well, I can only expect so much from a partner, and we'll sort of reach a, a happy medium of some type. Well, that's uh,
3: that's. I mean, my most recent. Uh solution was to try an open relationship and uh i mean
1: that's sex addiction <laughs> that's not <laughs> good oh, shit, really? <laughs> Cause, yeah because that's that's when you fuck things up but that but you have that but you also have that intimacy thing too so you're trying to avoid intimacy and that's that, true and that that's helps true. avoid intimacy right that's true let's that's o- open it right up uh and Two so yeah i i think let, let's say your intimacy issue gets solved and you're sort of healed on that one i think this energy will still be there and it will be something whoever your partner is will have to contend with and women they get a little weird about it too. They, they feel like, you know, they feel uncomfortable trying to keep up, like they they feel inadequate and they feel like, oh my God, if I don't keep up, he's gonna stray, or if I don't keep, if I don't show him that I love him, he's gonna think I don't love him, or maybe he doesn't love me enough. You know, it, it they get a little strange about it. So mismatched sexual desire is a very, very common thing, right, and so it's something that needs to be sort of out on the table and managed straight away. Like in your relationships, you gotta go, hey man, this is my rhythm. I, I can take care of it a little bit but you're i'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be interested a lot uh so don't don't get weird about it let's just talk about it you know that kind of thing right i see you know it's put it out on the table and be just matter of fact about it just like it was any other biological process you had that that person need to be a part of you I, I have a knee brace on you need to help me get around a little bit whatever whatever, whatever it is just understand it's just part of who you are uh, but you do need to deal with that intimacy stuff because that will get in the way of everything
3: yeah, right? that's, uh, I mean, I don't even know. I know, it's, it's, it's the trauma. It's you're the saying, trauma so stuff. you're saying, okay, so, so trauma it's, it's still, we, we have to,
1: you Yeah, you, we, you know, you've, you've, you've put your, you've grasped a lot of this already, right, with all mm-hmm. the other conversations we've had on this show, and you need to go take care of it, that's all, bottom line. It, and you've been very good about thinking it through and thinking about doing it and going to do it. Now you're in Austin, you got to find a new team and whatever, it's it's no big deal. And you've got Christina, she knows, she's on it, she'll help you, she knows what this is, I mean, the, the show we did with her really was kind of interesting, that last show I did with her, because she was saying how much she relates to this thing you have because she had it too before therapy, right? Right, right. Yeah, so there you go.
3: And and so you're saying, for sure, trauma therapy. Find someone that yeah. specializes yeah. in trauma
1: therapy. Yeah, it's uncanny right. how much, once you get the trauma sort of regulated, how much you're feeling more trusting and more able to be close to people. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. I know Can't it's shocking. It. I know. I Must know. be nice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll still have a lot of the same stuff, but it won't bother you. It won't get in the way so much. And so, um, speaking of getting in the way, so I want to finish our conversation about our illustrious dinner last night. So we went to Bob's steakhouse. Now, now it's not more than more than a night ago. Uh, and we had steak. Was your dinner good? Loved it. It was incorrect. good, right? Yeah, was Daddy incredible. drew really treated us. Yeah. And we had, uh, salads and shrimp salads and bacon. We, we went nuts on the food and it was great. And, uh, Any uh, – Nadav announced that you like bullet bourbon. Oh, yeah. uh Okay. But when he texted you about it, you were like, what the hell is that?
3: Yeah, well, that was just me being stupid. I thought he said – because I knew we were going to a steakhouse, and Uh I just – every time I go to a steakhouse, I know I'm going to be the idiot that doesn't know what the fuck anything is. So when they're like, yeah, we have our nice prime rare (laughs) tri-cut fucking squeeze, whatever the fuck. I don't know what the hell that shit's called. I'll be like, yeah. yeah, Just give me the steak. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, give me that dry New York shit. Yeah, whatever the fuck, bro. So (laughs) – so I knew it was going to be one of those. Yeah. So, so when he called, he said, yeah, I got you the bullet. I'm like, that sounds like a great steak. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Whatever. I see. Yeah, I didn't that know. That is not what right, you're yeah. like, good. what the
1: hell is that? <laughs> right, okay. No. So, so I wanted to make sure you were drinking what you wanted to drink. <laughs> no, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I love bourbon. All meat. right. Yeah, All yeah. right. Good. So good for you. And um, we had lots of open conversation, as I reported or before. Uh, my wife and I had had drinks before we got there, and we were a little bit overdone. And, of course, didn't stop. Hell yeah. Uh, and that led for some loose lips. Uh, loose tongues, uh, and so did you? Did you? Did anything surprise you at that meal? That's what I'm uh, interested in. Now each, I want to hear from each of you on
2: that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say the most surprising thing well, that was, you guys
1: got along—that
2: was your thing. You got right. Along I was Susan. surprised that me and Susan got along as well as we did, but also uh, it surprised me how much I realized I want to party with both of you. <laughs> I want to have a night out on the town, get wasted, you know, okay. find some drugs okay. in a back alley um, or something. And, no?
1: <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll skip I, that I worry part. about our brains. <laughs> I, I worry about our brains. But but I will go out with you. I'll make a commitment to you now. One of these upcoming Austin trips, we will go out. Not for steak. We'll just go out to the bars. Hell yeah. We'll go to Rainy
2: Street. Oh, bro. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. I hear fun. Rainy's fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Rainy. Oh, Is really?
3: Rainy? I don't know. I've
2: been here for two weeks. I don't know what the they're
3: like, popping they're like
1: spots fucking are. 16-year-olds What do you like? What do you like?
3: I don't know yet. I'm just saying I think Rainy is like kids. Oh, right. You, know? you don't know what well, we you gotta like, do, but both. just let's fuck your both. idea, right? Let's <laughs> do what's cool.
1: Okay. <laughs> let's do what's cool for any, we'll do what's cool for Nadav. And and let's uh let the cameras roll a little bit too, if you want for a super special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom's we'll,
2: house. yeah we'll get some uh, we'll make a YMH original right, out of it. Right. Getting wasted with Drew.
1: Okay. Well hmm. I, I don't want it to be about the using so much as the the getting about. Okay. And uh, socializing. So sure. the fact that we're fun is a surprise to you. Or that Susan's fun, especially. Sorry, say that again. The fact that we're fun is a surprise to you.
2: No, no, no I mean that you were so much fun. Oh, <laughs> I knew you guys were fun. I didn't know you were that fun. <laughs> okay. Any surprises? Uh, surprises from me would
3: be yeah. Who was leading? Who was leading the the whole night? You were. Ver- she was very much like holding your arm, you know. And and that was it was awesome to see. Okay. And, but a, very very much a surprise. Yeah, I didn't expect that.
1: And, and did that mean anything to you? Anything. Uh,
3: you mean like what did I infer yeah. through that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now that you guys have fun, yeah, that's about it. Okay. You All right. That we're
1: that we good together. We're fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and anything um uncomfortable, any uncomfortable anything, moments? Uh, because I feel like towards the end it got a little uncomfortable for you somehow. It did. I felt like well maybe it was just the bourbon kicking no. in, but <laughs> but I, I I thought maybe maybe you maybe. know what I
2: think it is, Drew. Huh. I think it's that there's the setting of this podcast where we are way more inappropriate than you guys. Yes. And then once we go out of a podcast setting, like I know I become more proper when cameras aren't on. Like I'm way more normal. Oh, that's
1: interesting. And
2: I think what happened was that we just kind of switched places, where kind of dinners are your guys's podcast that you produce.
1: <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't think I was sort of inappropriate. Maybe a little looser, maybe. But but Susan was inappropriate, right?
2: It was. uh, I think what uh, you were describing the loose lips, which I think was what surprised me. I was like, "Oh, these these lips are super
1: loose." And and anything she said that we should bring up here that. The world might need to know.
3: The unfortunate thing with me is if there's anything ever that's uncomfortable that makes me uncomfortable, I just trying to block that out. Yeah. So if there was something, I don't
1: remember. I think we got into something, and I don't know exactly what it is. I just could see it. Almost. Oh, I
2: remember. I think we talked about the anal stuff a little bit. We did? I, I think so. I don't remember. I think that. she was saying that you don't like it.
1: Oh, oh she did say right. that. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember that.
2: that. Yeah. you're yeah, like, that's Susan, when, I like it. That, that's
1: when the <laughs> lights went out with Annie. <laughs> like, like, I'm out. Uh yeah, I don't know why that came up. Y- you know what's going to happen is she's going to tell us what we talked about. I'm she, excited for that. Yeah, <laughs> I am too because the three of us were just I, I I kept saying, "Hey man, you're outnumbered here with three dudes." Remember that? And I kept mm-hmm. saying, you, "You can, you know, go ahead, do what you got to do, say it, but you're outnumbered here with a bunch of gross guys." And uh, she held her own, I thought. Wait, she a, minute, definitely wait
3: did. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now I'm remembering one thing. Okay. And you could cut this out if you want. Okay. Uh I remember she said something about he had pictures of my tits on his phone. I had pictures of his dick on my phone. That's all I remember. Uh, I don't remember what that I was remember
1: about. that story. Okay. I, I don't I, remember. I, I did not hear that, but we'll find out what that's all about. When huh, she was okay. being the,
2: uh, I don't, I mean, I'll keep it real vague in case we just want to keep it oh, like that. Oh, that she lost
1: her phone. Oh, yeah. So she had a whole story that right. she was talking about our buddy Josh Flagg, who we had been to Mexico with, with Heather McDonald, and he lost his phone on a catamaran, and she used her burner phone which is what we were giving her a lot of Right, of. Oh,
2: burner God. phone. Right. Yeah. Oh she had
1: God. a so-called burner phone, which I was like, why do you have a burner phone? <laughs> yeah. Why? We'll ask her all about that yes, on the next episode. Yes. <laughs> so we got to bring up this burner phone thing and that, that got us into kind of weird territory. Uh, yeah. 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 And she was saying, I didn't hear the part about the pictures on the phone and I didn't know if that was on the burner phone or what. But um, let's have at it when she gets here and we'll see what that's all about. I'm with it. I mean, why th- there's a there's just an, uh, there's an aphorism in sort of in relationships that if somebody's got a burner phone, it's a that's the reason. You know what I'm saying? So you guys right. are gonna you guys are gonna find out? When well, I mean, on.
2: I know a reason
1: why I would have a burner phone. I, I think know.
2: any could think of a reason why he would have a burner. I phone. Know. I know.
1: Never do such a thing, <laughs> honey. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> either. But but she thinks she says because I lose my phone all the time. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, you you guys. That, that's why I was saying, like, hey, these are three guys we think a certain way, and uh, go ahead. See what, they, see what we think about this, your, your burner phone. Anyway, she gave it to Josh Flagg and reloaded all of his stuff on her phone, and he's been friends with her ever since because she literally like, saved him.
3: Oh, wait. So now I get the context of when, when she said that. So basically, she had his phone, he had her phone.
1: His phone was in the ocean. His phone was in the. He drain.
3: threw
2: his phone over,
3: yeah. and then she's like, "Oh, here, use my burner use phone." Yeah, phone and Drew was like,
2: "Why do you have a burner phone?" Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, no, no. But 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 I remember. See, my confusion though was hearing, his dick on my phone, t- my tits on his phone. So what what happened was he gave her his phone, so she so he saw like her pictures. Oh, which is of her phone, right? interesting. Well, we're gonna sinking stuff. Yes, we're exactly, gonna have to. Right, well, exactly.
1: why okay. why? I didn't get anything from any burner phone. Oh. I'm not yet. See? You don't see those pictures? You don't have well, the dick pics send, on your phone? So texting when from a number I don't recognize, I don't recall that. You know what I'm saying? Huh. So this will be interesting. So we'll, we'll, wait, we'll get wait. to it.
3: But not, but not not, necessarily a number you don't understand but or recognize, but do you get those pictures? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. All okay, right. So we'll find out about that. That makes sense.
1: Uh, and by the way, I, I am super uncomfortable with, with those kinds of things. I just feel like there's nothing private on Wait, in the internet. You know, oh, it's in the, in talking itself. about
2: sending dick pics or actually
3: sending A- dick any
1: pics? pics of any parts <laughs> of anybody, I am very uncomfortable with because I feel like there's anybody that was cared to could get access to that. You and, know
3: what I mean? And you're saying not necessarily receiving it, but thinking about like where that else that could go. Exactly. Like, That's yeah, why I don't like yeah, to
1: send yeah. anything. No, me but, too. Me too. And and, yeah. and I and she sends me shit. and I'm like, D- don't
3: don't do that. What are you What are you
1: doing? All right. Hell yeah, she, dude! She, she I will find out. About she that.
3: must like that because <laughs> I think she
1: continues doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she likes her. Yeah, yeah. so so that's good. tune this all up when she gets in here. We're gonna we're gonna get into this more. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. The weight of debt can be just overwhelming. Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan, all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking at credit card scores alone, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, credit card history, to find you a smarter rate for the loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in just minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. That's right. You can even receive those funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. You can find out how Upstart will lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Dr. Drew. That is upstart.com slash Dr. Drew. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in the loan application. That is upstart.com slash Dr. Drew. If you want to invest for the long term, it helps to invest on your terms. Maybe you're a pro solar, cannabis supporter, maybe you're an emerging market crypto nerd. Whatever you are, you should invest in what you believe in. And that's what makes Wealthfront so great. After answering just a couple questions, Wealthfront will build you a diversified portfolio of low cost index funds in minutes. You can also build your own portfolio with clean energy funds, crypto trusts, cannabis tech, hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront even offers a socially responsible portfolio, a mix of funds built around human rights, climate change, sustainability, and diversity. Best of all, Wealthfront is totally automated. They do all the trading, all the rebalancing, and they even help you lower your tax bill while you invest. Wealthfront is trusted with over $27 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. Get your first $5,000 managed for free for life by going to Wealthfront.com slash Drew. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash Drew. That is W-E-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash Drew to start building your wealth. One more time, that's Wealthfront.com. Slash Drew and get started today. All right, so let's get some, uh, we got a bunch of stuff we got to get to, so let's get to it. I'm a 30-year-old female, been with the same man for over 10 years. Normal situation, I have somewhat high sex drive for a female. It's always been this way, but I recently noticed that I have been extra crazy horny in comparison to the last few years. I feel like I'm 14 years old and hormones are flying all over again. I'm not pregnant, my thyroid levels are normal, no pills. Is there a jump in women's hormones at the 30-year mark? Why am I suddenly so much more horny than normal? Thank you, Jeans. Love you so much. Um, some women do report this. Between 30 and 35, a sudden tick up in uh, in this, these experiences. Uh, usually it's a steady kind of decline from 18, but uh, some women do have a peak in their early 30s. So good for you.
2: I, I remember hearing that it was like uh, uh, dudes are their horniest at 18 yeah. and women are their horniest. That's sort of bullshit. That oh, sort it of is?
1: Yeah, women, women are are much more heterogeneous thing. Yeah, men are their most in their teens and young adults for sure. And they de- de- decline after that. Women can move around, and they're different one from the other. So
3: interesting. I have a, a interesting follow up mm-hmm. question to that. Yeah. If you are a late bloomer, as mm-hmm. in if you weren't really, you know, your sexual journey yeah. started way later, would that then mean that your peak would be way later, or not, not necessarily? necessarily? No, because, not because necessarily. hormones don't matter. Yeah, the hormones don't uh, uh, care w- about when you start.
1: R- r- right. In fact, uh, sometimes late adolescence, like late puberty can be associated with early menopause and menopause really brings the sex drives down. Um. So, so for men, I could see where that might be a thing, but I've not seen that so much in women. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. For men. Okay, for men. Yeah. In men. Yeah. Were you late?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like what age? Uh, I mean like, so not, not necessarily puberty, but like, you know, doing anything sexual period yeah, yeah. was like 18. Mm. It was like super late. It's not super late.
1: And it's uh, just later. And, uh, I guess I say
3: late because everyone around me was talking about things that I didn't understand right. for years. Right. You know?
1: In in general, uh, late later puberty is actually associated with longevity. That's one thing it is
4: associated mm. with. Oh, so yeah, baby. Uh,
1: all right. Uh, booth Boys, 32 year old male with a uh, whole white baby. Should I know what that means? <laughs> nah, you're fine. Okay, uh, I was sitting down with my hands uh, to my pants, with the ball sack playing, and one does notice something odd. I felt what seemed to be a sticky substance on the lower underside of my ball sack. I investigated further. It was blood. I couldn't. Uh, it couldn't have been a razor cut because I use manscape razor. I kept playing with the skin, trying to find where the blood was coming from. When I saw a stream of blood coming out of my balls like a fountain. Whoa! Naturally, this freaked me out. I stopped. I tried to stop it from bleeding further. I ran to my bathroom, tried to see where the blood was coming from, and could not find a cut or scrape or anything. It just stopped bleeding on its own. I couldn't locate the source. What the hell was this? That is extraordinary. Good for you. Keep them high and tight, Chomos. Good for uh, you. Uh, I mean, that, <laughs> this is such an unusual story. I'm going to bet- bleeding from his nutsack. I'm going to bet there was a vein that you'd nicked, and the vein just started going, and then it clotted, and Then you could because it could be such a tiny little nick in a vein if it really gets going. Uh, Did he get, say he was shaven? He does use Manscape, he said. So, okay. okay. Uh, penis nerve ending question. My question is regard to the nerve endings on the head of my penis. My circumcised friend. Uh, cock meets with. <laughs> it's all right. We'll translate
2: it for you.
4: God.
1: Why is this? Okay. Upon arrival at the outside. I, I can't even. Okay. Give, give me a voice message. I, I can't even understand. It, it, people are so being trying to be so cute and so clever. I, I can't even understand what they're saying. So remember, I have to understand what you're asking me, guys. So go ahead.
0: Hello, Dr. Drew. Uh, My name is Caleb. I'm from Minnesota. And I just had a bit of a browning question, I guess. Uh, Is there any long-term effects to going to Taco Bell consistently? Like I go to Taco Bell, like, at least twice a day. I've been doing it for the past three years recently. I had a doctor's appointment and everything seemed normal. Uh, what kind of long-term effects can I see? And like, Taco Bell like goes right through me. I feel like I don't really gain much weight from eating here. So All thank right. You.
2: But, yeah, it's probably because you're shitting
1: your brains out every well, day. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, your brown is not the biggest problem when you're putting processed, fried, high—is this kind of food into your system on a regular basis. So the things you can get is arteriosclerosis. sclerosis. You can have a lipid problem from this. That should be checked by your doctor. So vascular disease, heart disease, it's not exactly what you call optimum health. So your sleeping can be affected. Your mood can be affected. Your risk for dementia goes up. And uh, colon cancer risk goes up uh, as well. But in terms of how, it's so weird to me that what you would be worried about was the quality of your brown. Your brown is going to be what it is. uh, But all that kind of processed food is not good for your body overall, mostly in terms of vascular and cancer risk. Hypertension goes up hypercholesterolemia goes up, all that stuff, not so good. Give me another one.
0: Hi, Dr. Jeans and the Booth Boys. I have a question. Every time my husband and I make marital love, I get a really sore chest afterwards. Chest? That only my chest. It's underneath my boobs, like in the ribs, um, all the way across. It hurts when I, like, cough and sneeze. Um, but not all the time. It's kind of like a, a jabbing, sudden pain. I yeah. uh, was wondering if I'm doing something wrong or something really, really right when <laughs> we're making our love. Yes. If you could help me figure out what this is, I would appreciate it. Thanks, Jean.
1: Well, interesting. I like the way she refers to it as marital love. Uh, she is describing something called costochondritis, which is essentially you've got some very powerful muscles between your ribs intercostal muscles, those are called, and they can spasm. Typically, in my experience, they spasm because your back is out of alignment. There's something actually going on in the the axial joints in your spine. And I'm wondering if you twist yourself up when you're having sex and that sort of sets you up, or if you're bearing down very hard, that can set up a spasm in the ribs. So you got to pay attention to what you're doing. You might want to do some Pilates, stretching, physical therapy, that kind of thing would relieve it, but I certainly wouldn't really worry about this. Nice. Good one. Oh, yeah. And uh, a TikTok, please, if you don't mind. It's time to get some videos in here.
2: Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. So let's TikTok's see. We got plenty ahead. Let's do them.
1: Yeah, let's give mm-hmm. you this one. Oh, nice. Wow.
2: I was at the grocery store and turned to my left to find this nice. snake.
1: Oh. That's good for them. Man. Oh, and he didn't even see it. Oh, <laughs> you don't like snakes? Oh, ho, 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 ho. we've discovered something else out about it. Nobody any. likes snakes. No, come some on. people love snakes. They love no. reptiles. You might all like type. your
3: snake, I guess, yeah. like, if you have one. I mean, but...
1: snakes, I, I only worry about you know venomous snakes, really. The oh, other ones come really on. Good. You're, you're telling hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, you're buddy. telling
3: me you saw that snake in a, in a,
1: fucking I, I it looks like a what's called a garter snake it's like a regular old garden snake. I sort know of thing. it looks like, okay so you nah, see this a, one's a little snake. bigger than it's big but we, have, we have we have a nine foot one in our house that like, shows up every summer and we like lays out in our driveway what yeah yeah <laughs> and, and <laughs> uh, boys, we're gonna run over it and it's nothing we, I, we we are an area that has rattlesnakes though so we got to be careful and I, I saw I saw a TikTok that freaked me out the other day for a woman that was chased by a rattlesnake <laughs> Chased? I did not know could happen. Uh-uh. She well, essentially, she knew there was a rattlesnake there. She I think she had a dog if I remember right, and she made it past the rattlesnake and then started to run. And the thing lunged at her and got her in the heel. And and she was in her car freaking out and thought and believes the snake came after her a, a little further. Uh so just by running by, this thing was able to lunge out and, oh and nick her. And because it didn't clamp down, she didn't get a serious venom injection. So she, and she had, she, she, you can find it on TikTok. Is it like, like rattlesnake bite? And she had to get an ambulance there. And because she was up in the mountains, it took 20 minutes. And you can get in real trouble with that. And she was also talking about the risk of anti-venom and the kidney effects of that. So it was a really interesting little thread, I thought. But it was, it freaked me out a little bit. Because I, I always thought if you could, if the, you know, if you don't, that the rattlesnakes sense fear. And if you can just kind of walk by, they leave you alone. This changed my opinion a little bit because she was actually really cool about it. She goes, Oh, look, there's a roller snake over there. I'm going to go past it. And then all of a sudden, you see her running like a maniac. This changed me. Jesus. Yeah, good times. What else you got? Uh, we got this fun one.
4: A little bit of coffee in my hair, a little bit of eggs everywhere. Oh. A little bit of bees on my hair. I don't care what you say. And a little bit of cream everywhere, everywhere. You sponge it there, you sponge it there. Here's a sponge there, there's a sponge everywhere, sponge, sponge. Oh, Donald had a phone. Here I, The conditioner in my hair is good. Ha, 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 to everyone who don't like me doing food on oh, my hair. But it's got my hair. A little bit more egg in my hair. A little bit more cream everywhere. <laughs>
0: I don't care anymore what people think of me.
4: Ha ha ha! I'm happy as a bee. I can do it. I can do it. It's really good for okay. me. Bye bye.
2: Bye bye. So Drew, my biggest question here Woo! was that Mambo number five she was doing. She was. She was <laughs> doing Mambo
1: number five. A little. Uh, what's the guy's name that did Mambo
2: number five? Uh, Lou Vega. Lou Vega.
1: Lou Vega. Lou Vega. There. <laughs> um, I am super confused by this stuff. So. Yeah, on one hand I think, well, that could be acute mania, right? Like people in manic states can do crazy shit like that and think they're funny. But but there's too much stuff like that on Twitter to make me think that everyone who does it is manic. You know what I mean? It's like so my question is, and you guys need, seriously need to help me. And and by the way, please write in email help me with this. What do people think they're doing when they do this? Are they just doing anything to get some virality. Do I was they about think, to say, yeah. I think it, a big part of this, like anything, is, like yeah. anything, you'll do it just to get some views. A big
3: part of this is, is is content. Like er, you got to have content. You got to push content. And and a thing that's gonna really start being crazy is y- you run out of things that other people haven't done. Here's something someone hasn't fucking done. Let's see if this it, gets, is, is it, that. What is that? What this is? I totally just, think so. People are starting to go crazy with the shit. Oh they Oh my do. god! It, and yeah, if it
1: didn't help. COVID maybe did yeah. okay you're, you're actually calming me down because it like there's something rational about it they're just trying to do something that somebody else hasn't done but yeah but my question is why is it always the cool people that do this Because they don't, I don't think they have one of those internal gauges
2: that are like, uh, because I think everyone has stupid ideas, but then you have a part of your brain like, ah, no, that's a little psycho. I'm not going to put that shit out there. But some people are just like, I got to, you
1: know, I got to put whipped cream in my hair to the tune of
2: Mambo number five.
1: It gives me a deeper understanding of the cool world, uh, cool people. And now I understand a little more even why Tom laughs at cool people because I always felt bad for them. But if you're going to be, Doing this stuff because you think it's cool That's kind of funny That's kind of funny Because it's not cool But give me another one
3: Like I'm a lot more chill than I used to be I was pretty but uptight
0: most of the time When I was younger right now, And I'm still kind of uptight so See if I can get Gore and know, It can happen I just don't know- yeah, it's going to sit right on my leg. <laughs>
4: it's
0: like 40 pounds. It, oh, she's like 30 pounds. I'm of extra weight. I have to be the same but that's okay. To the you, you know, know I, I enjoy like, having... Hey, um, my doll she's my first TPE doll. doll. And to be you honest, know, like, I'm, I'm not really a big fan of TPE dolls. Me because I'm a lot more overly sensitive and more concerned than I am with just the fabric ones like Catalina. But I wanted something a lot more like that felt more realistic. I wanted a, I wanted something that was a lot more. Steady. Jesus
2: Christ! All right, there's like three enough, more minutes. Enough. This. No, thank you. I'm not even kidding. We're so, we're one minute into a
1: three-minute video. So, so I'm actually super confused by this guy too. So it's a sex doll, right? Uh, yep yeah and and what imagine what's going on in the background what was that audio he seems to try to explain it in a a, with a scroll there i I, I don't understand what he's saying he said it was a live
2: stream of like brandon talking about something or other i not brandon i don't know
1: they they. said something about maintenance is he talking about how to maintain your sex doll or something the live stream discussion in the background
2: is about ricky and his tasks as a Uh, don't know
1: uh, (laughs) 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 wow well this guy's ultra cool Okay. Yeah. And, and I don't think this guy's trying to he by the way no, no cool guy teeth no no talk eye but he is he is not um, trying to outdo anybody, right? He's trying there's, there's another line Except for himself. Of, there's another line of TikTok which is self-justification. Right? He, he's giving us his explanation for why the sex doll is such a good thing for him.
2: Wait, were you? Oh, you were able to hear what he was saying?
1: I, I think I heard what he said. Like, he's more calm now. He's more uh, social. He's cl- well, he has calm after coming, right? I understand. And tr- did he do that while we were watching him? He had some weird reaction there. Was that what that was? you know what wor- let's, let's about- no no let's rewind enough. the tape. I've seen enough I've seen enough <laughs> I don't need to see anymore it's just that this is I this guy this is why I feel sorry for these guys he's engaging in all this stuff because he does not have social skills even though he's now going to tell us why this makes things so much better for him okay right. good for him next
2: yeah I find like the people next. that
1: uh that okay yeah he's cool he's cool Jesse 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 Jesse
4: Jesse. Jazz feet, jazz feet, jazz
1: feet. <laughs> you know what? I'm realizing that TikTok made a great mistake by giving people the three-minute option. They, they are really, because everyone that's trying to do outdo each other, of course, are doing longer TikToks. First of all, these, This guy's just
2: using 10 seconds.
1: <laughs> oh, and he's, we're looking at disgusting feet, by the way, that, are, that have onychomycosis. Dude,
2: how do you get dirt under your
1: toenail? No, neck? it's all fungus. That's fungus. Ugh. It turns into toenails dark like that and that's onychomycosis, and that becomes onychogryphosis Look up This we got to share this with you. I think I've shared it with you before. O-N-Y-C-H-O-G-R-Y. Onychomycosis. O-N-Y-C-H-O-G-R-Y. Gryphosis. There we go. Let's uh, take a little look at that. And ah! there we go. There we go. Oh my God! And, it looks like this guy's toes are taking a shit. And uh, I know that looks a little weird, but the one next to it is sort of a typical one. Uh, this one? Yeah, that's typical. That's what oh they, you God. you live long enough, everybody, and you don't take care, you don't see a podiatrist lately, you're gonna get stuff like that growing on your your toenails. And the, what we, what that TikTok was was the beginning of that. The one now on the um, and little, he's dissociating. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Andy? You don't want to live this long? Come on, man. You're right. Um, I, I'm just
3: I'm just switching the the show, man. I'm just doing my job here. That upper left. Oh, yeah, those
1: those are not unusual. God. No, that's unusual. That's crazy. Th- that I've never seen. Those that. look like animals. But, but if you go like to the lower left uh, this there, car? that I've seen uh, thousand people with nails like that. It comes in sideways. It just kind of goes off every direction. It splinters and goes all over the place. If you hit <laughs> if you hit 85, you pretty much get that if you're not really meticulous about things. And uh, a lot of people don't do what they should do with their toenails. That's all I'm saying. See a podiatrist after a certain age. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, not good. Jesus Christ. Hey, Annie, you good? Uh, define good. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to achieve orgasm following three C sec- sections. Hey, everybody, Booth Boys. My husband and I have th- three children together. Hang on. This thing's all right. Three children together, all I've had via C section. Uh, before my first C section, I would have multiple orgasms and a variety of strengths, all via clitoral stimulation. Following each C section, my orgasms become less and less intense and harder to achieve. When I do achieve orgasm, it's what I would have called mini orgasms um, that I've had, before, well, I would call it that before my first surgery. But I never achieved the big O. This has seriously affected my sex drive. I find my husband very attractive, but is it just the sex act? Doesn't feel worth it. Is this a hormonal issue? Could it be nerve related? Oh my goodness. Um, have these uh, surgeries damaged the areas during the surgeries? Keep them high and tight, mommies. Much love, Kara. This is actually complicated, Kara. Um, my bet is it's more to do with the post-pregnancy than with the surgeries themselves. That's my bet. And women could have a lot of changes in their orgasmic function. Some became more of uh, orgasmic after pregnancy, particularly after a vaginal delivery, I've seen that and some become less. Now, the fact that you have a a C-section usually disrupts the pelvic function less. So it should have, by itself, less of an impact on your orgasmic function. But pregnancies, just having been pregnant, causes massive, huge changes in your estrogen and, and testosterone and progesterone levels. I would see somebody about getting on some hormone replacement. My bet is a little bit of testosterone, and a little bit of estrogen, and you'll be all back. That's my bet. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little bit
2: of testosterone will get her into anal, right, Drew?
1: A little bit of testosterone <laughs> in my life. A little bit of estrogen by my side. <laughs> right? Put that on a loop, everybody. <laughs> Put that on a loop. Ooh, here's a nice title. Fuck the stitches out. Good morning, Dr. Julia. Uh, my girlfriend had a strectomy a little month ago. Uh and uh and we tried to have intercourse. She was on top doing her thing when one of her stitches came loose and slid down into my urethra. What? what? It felt like a murder hornet was attacking me. Uh we stopped when it became evident I couldn't push my way past the pain Fumbling a bit only seemed to send the object deeper. So I went to the restroom to extricate the invader. Luckily, some man stuff was on the way out, which lubricated the passage and brought the stitch along with it. Wow. He sounded with a stitch. You know, he he ejaculated. I guess, and the stitch came out. I showed her the the half inch trophy, which resumed our activity. So, do I? Do hysterectomies hold any other surprises? He must. She must have had what's called a vaginal hysterectomy, because that's where the sutures would be inside, like that. Wow, I have never heard of that. I've heard of people getting poked by uh, IUDs. Like IUDs, are, there's typically a wire still coming out of the cervix, and that can be very irritating to the man's urethra sometimes. But, but I have never su- heard of a suture going into the urethra. That's crazy to me.
3: I thought sutures were just like thread, though.
1: No, they are just thread. But a- any little uh, any foreign body in the urethra. I know for you that you you're heading towards sounding. Oh, I know this God. is something. You're, I know it's something you can't understand why that guy wouldn't like that. But yeah, it can be very uncomfortable. But uh, how would it? Is I, it? I almost doubt. I don't know. It, it almost seems a little too much for me to believe. Like, how's that it that... happen? Is it because like some suction or whatever? Yeah. How did it get that? up there? Right. Yeah. Exactly. How did it? It just, I don't know. It, it doesn't all fit for me. Uh, I almost wonder if it was a hair or something that he got. I've heard of people getting hairs into the urethra and irritating them. And maybe he thought it was a suture. I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, too, I don't know. We need more information. Um, more, more TikTok, please. I'm sort of enjoying them.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Sort of me... enjoying them. Oh, here's a good one. That's
1: good. I like that. So that's that. a lady in a bathroom I like says her. big
2: bathroom school fart. I,
1: I dig the I dig the commitment. I like that. That she is not gonna she is not gonna stand by the patriarchy and uh, be be embarrassed for being a female and having farts.
2: Now if she plays her cards right, I think she should, she could get money for this.
1: Oh, she could do cake farts. Right? <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Have I seen
4: it? Okay. <laughs> so
1: she could do is cake farts and she got a little bit of the cool teeth. Uh, maybe even a little tiktoky eye but okay I, what's I, i'm a little confused by her smock there she looks like a nurse huh that is a nurse's school. oh she's a school nurse doesn't that look like something a pediatric nurse would wear
2: i would hate it if my school nurse was just fucking I, I don't know ripping about big nurse. farts and recording i, I don't it. know
1: about a school nurse but i would say that so when so what she's wearing is what's called greens you know surgical greens but they have like uh, uh, it has like polar bears and a sort of an asp- scrubs, right? Scrubs. It has a this has a mountain theme to it, which is sort of what pediatric nurses do. So mm-hmm. I'm saying this may be a pediatric nurse. So this
2: lady's taking care of your kids. Woo!
1: All right. I'm not sure she should put this all out there, but okay, give me another one. Uh oh.
2: It just says, late night Taco Bell run, and then this lady with gigantic tits is just walking down right, well, walking stairs. that some one didn't stairs. do too much for me. Yeah, maybe. Christina really liked that one. Why? Because uh, she's not wearing a supportive bra, which is- well, a, Let me see it again. Uh, <laughs>
1: you okay, got it. Maybe there's something more to be seen that I missed. Oh, I see. It's big hangers. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. You didn't
2: see the sloppers the on slopper, the first run? Yeah.
1: No, I didn't quite see. How? How sloppy? So, so you good. just you just saw a lady walking downstairs like what's all this about? No, I saw a large breast, but they they were like sort of extraordinarily sloppy. So good. I get that. I get it now. Give me another one. Come on. This is good.
0: If I sit on your face, I legally own you.
4: Squatter's rights.
1: Oh, uh, funny. Good. I don't think that's how that okay. works. That's no, all right. I like her. I like that. I like I like the commitment at some of these TikTokers. Okay, keep going.
3: Nothing like a midnight snack.
1: What is it? Mm-hmm. What is it, peanut butter? Yeah, peanut butter. Generally, peanut butter. Mm. Generally, I am grossed out by feeding videos. Anybody else with me on this? Well, here's what's really gross about this. that, that beard?
2: and Well, the... the text says, Midnight snack at 8 p.m. Don't worry. It was a brand new jar. Never opened. Does that mean he fucks these jars of peanut butter?
4: Why did
1: you go there? Because he says,
2: can't... don't worry. Why would we worry?
1: I, I know. I, I don't know. I My brain can't even handle all this. And what's behind him? What is that? An air conditioning vent or something? Weird. I, uh, no, I don't. I don't like the feeding ones. I they, they just. Uh, I have uh, misophonia I just like a mesophonia around this stuff. All right, keep going. Another one. <laughs> uh,
2: what else we got?
1: Mark come the What do you say? Those what's are that?
2: so. Those are two ligers that are just licking, like two pet ligers. Wow, that are just licking their their owner lovingly.
1: Well, I hope that all works out for everybody. You seen Tiger King? Yeah. I mean, I've seen that. I don't know. It scares me. Wild animals, big animals like that. All right. Good for him. One more. Then we'll go go with some more.
2: You know, I I think we just ran out of TikToks for for that batch, but I do have another really crazy video to show you. Okay.
1: Oh, I've seen this one. I love it. Oh, my God. It's literally it's literally medieval torture. Literally medieval right? torture. There's no way that feels good for that and, guy. And there's no way it is good for that guy. But I my understanding is I I Mike Catherwood put that on his Instagram, said it was from Russia. That and, sounds right. Yeah, and this is uh you know, they just wild shit there. This guy's being drawn and quartered, nearly. Yeah. Tell yeah. what are the medical ramifications A of dislocation of hips, dislocation of shoulders. Could you tear them uh, off with that? Uh, if you put enough weight, you could tear your limbs off. I mean, well, I'm sure people have done that through history. Let's see if we could see the pulley system. Oh my God. Look I'm at my, those weights. Holy weight.
2: shit. That's so he's many. He's a
1: big dude though. He's a big guy. And he's, is he holding on to the track? But
2: each of these are like what? 35, 45 kilograms or something. Right. He, that's how big those are. Got, 25ers. It
1: looks like I see, I see a hundred pounds on each leg. Right. Uh-huh. And I see like another hundred pounds on each arm. So it's essentially 100 pounds on each – each. so 400 pounds of pressure simultaneously going in all directions. And
2: this dude is weighs
1: less than 400 pounds, which is yeah, yeah. why he's able to be flung, flung, into, fl- the so flung into the air He's <laughs> flung into the air, which is what's crazy. It, lo- it looks like just a gym, too, like there's dumbbells in the background. <laughs> like, why do these guys think they're I one? Why didn't this guy scream in pain? Was he unconscious already? I don't think this is his first adjustment. Oh, I, is that an <laughs> adjustment? I don't know what that is. Plus, he can oh, dislocate
3: this. That's oh, that's what I'm wondering uh, is, like, is this a fucking sexual thing? Is this supposed to be a training thing?
1: Yeah. A lot that's of dudes a, in
2: this one. I, yeah,
3: I, they seem the to
1: think, uh, when I read about it before, they seem to think it was like a chiropractic adjustment of some uh. type, like a Russian version. Um, maybe, maybe yeah, I see, I see this in Bert's future, frankly. Well, actually, I think
2: this should be in the next movie that he does. <laughs> What's funny is that I actually see this more in Annie's future than anyone's. No. <laughs> I feel uh, like I could uh, see Annie getting and, into and this no, stuff. Annie no, Annie
1: has too much common sense, you guys. Way, way mm, too much. Bert. I don't know.
2: If you tell him that this makes him come, I think he'd try it out. I'm right, Annie?
1: Injured. Yeah, but no. did he better come or you're going to be pissed. I'm not <laughs> interested. And so, and so it's not going to happen. All right. Let me, let me check here. Hi, Hitler. Hate to upset you. This isn't about yellow, white, or brown. My name is Alex, 22-year-old male, I, I, I. Can't stop sweating through my sheets. Uh-oh. The only way I've been able to uh, keep the problem under control is turning the thermostat down to 67 degrees. My girlfriend hates this, thinks it's disgusting. I'm right there with her. Here's the deal, my friend. Um, I smoke weed every day and have two to three whiskey drinks at night. Hell yeah. Uh, the Both the weed and the whiskey can be contributing to this, especially the whiskey. Uh, you better be coming up in May. By the way? Peace me piss on me, beat me, etc. Uh, Daddy Drew, show me how you sound that big hog. <clears throat> okay, Alex. Uh, so here's the deal. Nocturnal Sweats. Noct, do you like that one? <laughs> make I love it. Lindsay, can you mark to isolate that? <laughs> um, n- n- so so here's the deal. Uh, nocturnal sweats is a, is a medical problem until proven otherwise. Okay. Nocturnal sweat. Nocturnal sweat. So if you not a little bit of sweating, like your your sheets are kind of damp or your or your pillows damp, and it happens every so often, there's a phase of sleep that can be associated with sweating. But if you are soaking into your mattress, you're like drenching sweats at night, you need to see a doctor. That can be tuberculosis. It can be cancer. It can be lymphoma. It can be a lot of things. And so first order business to make sure it's not something serious. Uh, Then the next thing is your doctor's going to have to talk to you about the alcohol and the weed because that may be the bigger problem here. Uh, Voice message? Got any more? Yeah, yeah, we got a whole bunch. All right, good.
0: Um, Hi, Dr. Drew and uh, Booth Boys. Uh, I love you guys. Thanks for the podcast. Uh, My name is Anna. I'm from Poland. And my question is, is it normal that – when i have sex and a guy penetrates me i don't feel anything like i don't know it doesn't bring me any satisfaction it's not pleasure it's like my pussy doesn't respond what can i do to have more joy from sex and why is that that I really, really don't feel the big. Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: So, Anna, first of all, I love that we have the international crowd in here. It seems like Poland right? seems to be some place that we are are huge in big Poland, big in Poland. I, I, God bless you. I love you. I, I just I, I'm gonna I I nearly got to Poland before COVID broke out. I, I'm fascinated. I have lots of Polish friends. I, I I welcome to the to the your mom's house, everybody. So poor Anna. Uh, the first thing when I heard her talk, I thought, well, is this that thing we were thinking about with that Christine and I were talking about where she over-lubricates and so can't really feel any friction? Mm. That's a possibility. But it feels like she's saying really that there's nothing emanating. She feels nothing from the region. And that can be that somatiform dissociation I've talked about before. So if she had any sexual trauma in childhood, there can be this sort of literal neurological disconnect from that part of her body usually women that have this will have some degree of pelvic pain also sort of unexplained pelvic pain so if you have that pelvic pain you've had sexual abuse that's what this is and there are doctors out there that can specialize in reintegration and really connecting you back to your body again and you would need to help that along like a stable safe partner that you feel comfortable with working on this stuff with but that's a that's a difficult problem you can If you're honest with your partner, you can try things, see if there's any way you can get some stimulation going. But if it is really something that has sort of been overwhelming at some time in your life, you kind of need some professional management for that. So if it's not the over lubrication, it is associated with trauma and pain, something that needs a little bit of help. Otherwise, again, stable partner, kind of work on it, maybe focus, you know, gets, if it's just sort of run of the mill, I don't know how my body works, which also happens, uh, vibrators, a, a willing partner and experimentation. And and uh, good luck. Spend time with it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, another one.
0: Hello there, Dr. Drew. My name is Jeff. I, uh, I work for one of these delivery companies for packages, and recently it was exposed by Amazon that we do pee in bottles while we're working. This is a fact. But since doing so, I've realized... That I don't pee very much because I pee in small bottles. and Usually, I only get out about six to eight ounces every time. And I'm talking, I gotta, like, pee my pants almost. I'm guessing like that's not normal. I'm guessing a, bl- a bladder is usually more than that because six to eight ounces isn't very much like a cup. So I was wondering if that was normal and maybe if it has something to do with a back surgery I had about three years ago. They said it could affect many things and my bladder was one of them. Also, there's times where I don't have to pee and then I go like zero to a hundred, almost have to pee my pants within like 30 seconds. All of a sudden, I'm like, geez, I got to. I gotta go and then I almost
4: hit yeah.
0: my pants. So, so kind of wondering right. uh, maybe they both have something to do with and they correlate with my back surgery. Keep them high and tight.
1: Thank you, buddy. Uh, there could be something to do with the back surgery in terms of how your body evacuates the bladder and maybe you have urine left over. You can't fully evacuate. That all is sort of back surgery area, neurological. But I'm. Just the fact that you're only able to get a little bit out and you're peeing while you're sitting and you've been in a truck doing deliveries all day, that sounds more prostate. Like you've caused some enlargement and irritation in your prostate that makes it feel like you have to pee. You get that urgency, which is from the prostate inflammation. And because the prostate is enlarged, you can't get past it, so it's hard to evacuate your bladder, and you have some residual, what's called post-void residual afterwards. So I'm saying... Again, you got to see a doctor about this, everybody. Go see a urologist because you may need to get some medication for the prostate, both to help it f- flow more freely. There's something called Flow Max, interestingly, that helps that happen. And you may Isn't need that some, a tampon? No. All right. And you may need some antibiotics or anti-inflammatories to try to get the prostate calmed down a little bit. And it would be interesting to get a urologist's opinion about whether or not there's a neurological component to this, which there could be. So, yeah, don't uh, stand up and pee and pee more frequently. And, jeez, uh, he's hear what he said? He's just like, they're constantly in their truck. So, yeah. all right, next up, voice message. Hi, Hitler hey. and the Booth
0: Boys. This is Emily from Texas. Um, Just calling for a general question, uh, nothing yellow or brown related or white, but in my dreams and my memories, specifically my uh, younger memories, recent ones are fine, Um, I envision myself in third person, not
4: first person.
0: I also don't have, like, a voice in my head when I think. I kind of just think what I think. Um, my boyfriend, first person, and he has a voice in his head, so just wondering what, what's up with that. Anyways, keep him high and tight, and I'm coming up in May. Have a good one. Bye.
1: Thanks, Emily. I have a uh, hard time following what— Yeah, I'm not quite sure what she's talking about, but but it, it sounds like the, a little bit of dissociation is what this is. Oh. Is this like, this third person, like, I can see something happening to me in my dreams rather than I'm the one engaged in the behavior. And you know, I don't know what happened in her childhood that made her so dissociative. She she doesn't sound dissociative now, and she says she's not so good. Whatever, in terms of the the thinking, in you know, a voice, I, I'm not quite sure. You know, the degree to which people hear a voice in their head is a variable thing, right? Like I, I when I think, I'm thinking out loud in my head, but I don't hear a voice. But I'm aware that I'm have language going in my mind as I'm thinking. And she doesn't. And so what? You know, I mean, she's uh, she's a little more spontaneous. She's a little more connected to her mouth without thinking about things. I bet she could develop the capacity for thinking about things before she did or said them. In which case, she'd probably hear the thoughts a little more. Um, to give, give me, give me that. Tell, riddle me this, Nadav. Yeah, and Annie, a lot of Texas, uh, your mom's house fans, right? Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of Texas, a lot of Southern, a lot of uh, Southwest. Like all, all over. Was well, he southern, southwest Texas, and and then now Europe, which I'm very excited about. Am I am I getting the, our geography a little bit? Or do yeah. We know? What up, Poland? Do we know our geography? I mean, do we know where most of our fans are? Uh, I mean, America, Canada, like it's literally it's it, all over the place. We're international, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I want to come visit. Let me let me know where I can come visit and maybe do a live pod or something uh, yeah. in your vicinity. I, right, I want, yeah, Drew's coming up in May. Want, I'll be coming up in May if you if you invite me. So thank you all guys. Thank you, Boot Boys, as always. Um, I think next show will be with Mrs. Pinsky, so that will be very interesting. We're gonna square the circle. Circle the square, whatever it might be. We're gonna find out what her thoughts and all the things we've been discussing, get the real scoop and see if she uh, agrees with us, disagrees with us. There's a lot going on in that lady's head, so we'll, so we'll, so we'll we'll see what she thinks about all this. And uh, we appreciate again all the voice messages at eight one eight two five three two five three one six nine three. Rational recovery. I want I want the mug in everyone's hand. That rational recovery mug. I love that icon. Also get your
2: shirtless Drew shirts. The shirtless Drew at shirts. Store store.ymhstudios.com. Tweet me
1: on that. I will retweet you. I've seen some people wearing those things. They're cracking my ass up. Uh, and of course uh, the the uh, emails at drdrewafterdark at gmail And do support the people that support us. It lets us keep doing these podcasts. We do. We do carefully select the people that we support and we stand behind their stuff. So here we are and we'll see you next time.